And uh, that way at least you'll be ready for when we turn there. But we're also at the end of our church fast, um, which I kind of have mixed, yeah, I'm kind of happy about it. I have mixed feelings about it though as well because um, the Spirit has been stirring and doing a lot of really good things in a lot of people's hearts and lives. It really has. He's, he's been stirring and doing a lot of good things. And people have done all kinds of things during the fast. They've, they've maybe put away one meal. They've put away meat. They've put away media. A combination of things. There's been all kinds of different ways that you have decided to say, you know what, for 21 days, I'm setting aside something. And I'm not just stopping there. When I set it aside, I'm going to choose to fill my life, my heart, my mind with the Holy Spirit and what He wants to say to me. And that's tremendous because anybody can just try and abstain and stay away. And, and sometimes that even looks like kind of religious and like noble. But anybody can like abstain. And, and, and so sometimes we think that just the fact we stay away from something and because it's, there's such a battle there so often because so many times we're, we're not well disciplined. And so to stay away from something, like that's just a big deal in and of itself. And I understand that. Um, but the trap is in there to get us to focus on ourselves and our abstaining. That's a trap. Really, the reality is, is to, yes, abstain, but then to also fill. You know, so we fast and then we feast. We fast from this here, but we feast on him there. And a, a lot of people, I would say, you know, since the seven years that we started this church, I don't know if a church fast has ever gone down quite like this and has had the impact that it's had. And the good news is, is that God certainly heard our prayers. He's in process and moving and working. And we're going to see what he does. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to just leave some time um, to have some people share uh, just what the Lord has been stirring and just showing their heart during the fast. And it doesn't mean that got everything figured out. It doesn't mean that, you know, I got my whole life, boom, done. I got everything makes sense now. Um, usually it doesn't happen like that. But something may have been stirred. Something you may have been challenged on something. You still might be confused about something. That's like honestly how we grow, by the way. You don't just grow by like, oh, the Lord figured out, okay, next thing. What the Lord, oh, figured out, oh, next thing. Like that's not, we go like this. It's <laughs> the way we go. And the Spirit's with us like the whole way, like doing it, you know? And we have to extend grace and patience, you know, towards each other. Um, so even if somebody shares something up here and you'd be like, well, that's not a big deal. Oh, well, you know, for them it is. And the Lord's like speaking something profound. Um, Thankfully, we have a culture that accepts that really well here, and I want to continue to build on that. So, um, Eileen, you wanted to share something, right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Hey. Is this the mic now? Oh. Yeah, it, it's recording. Yeah. Oh. Pretend it's not there. Uh, the first thing I want to say, which wasn't planned, is that the last time I was standing up here, I had shared with you that I prayed about um, inviting people from my job to church and customers, um, my workers, and I had invited someone recently, and she told me, you told me last minute, I won't be able to make it, and here she is. She surprised me, so God is great. He answers prayers. So I want to share a little of what God has been doing in my life and is still doing. Um, I know that it, even if I don't currently see it or feel it, 
he's still making moves in, in all of our lives, um, as long as we're seeking him. So my fast began a week before most of you here. My husband and I started the fast. And I know a week into it, um, I told two girls from here, actually. Um, I bumped into them. And I said, this fast seems very easy. Like, um, it's not hard for me at all. So one of the girls says, that's awesome. Wow, that's great. Maybe you're just that disciplined. I'm like, yeah, walking with my head up high, smiling. Like, yeah, I'm just that disciplined. The next girl said, maybe you're not doing enough. Maybe there's something more you should be doing. And it's funny, because that moment I was wearing a sweater that said, um, all I need is Jesus and, my, and coffee. So I was doing a Daniel fast, but I haven't given up my caffeine that I love so much. That was Saturday. Sunday, thank God I came to church, and I had heard Pastor Jared talk about um, the Daniel fast. And I just saw it in a whole new light. I'm going to be changing things up, definitely. And I've done the Daniel fast, like, before, a couple years, a few times. And this was the first time that I was actually committed to prayer fasting, like legit prayer fasting. And, yes, I realize I don't eat coffee. All I eat is Jesus, by the way. <laughs> um, I even realized, I, I did the Daniel fast, like, legitly, and I was also skipping a meal, and I was just reading the word more, praying, journaling, and I realized some days I would go without even eating a meal, just snack on something, and my husband had mentioned to me, um, like, he saw me reading the word more and more, and he goes, that's awesome, that's the spirit in you, that's hungry, he wants you to feed us the word, and I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry for his word, I'm not even hungry for food anymore, this is amazing. <laughs> So um, I received, Monday, I received a call from my dad. Um, he's struggling with something that he, he's not handling well. Um, separation, divorce. He lost his job. He doesn't have a vehicle. He feels like he has no one in the area. And now he's not eating. And I'm here, and he's losing a lot of weight. So, but it wasn't until I saw a picture of him that someone sent me. I can see, like, his ribs and his bones. And I'm like, it just, it just hurt my heart a lot. I'm almost three hours from my dad, and I just want to do more for him. I want to, I want to feed him. I want to make sure he's all right. He's catching up to my son's weight. So I just kept praying on it, praying on it, and that was going to be my answer. God was going to make moves. He was going to solve that for me. I, don't, I didn't know how I was going to make it happen because I wanted to get food to my dad that day. If I mail some money and food, it's going to take some time. So I kept praying on it. I put a song on. Um, it's called Do It Again by Elevation Worship, and I'm just going to say a few of the lyrics. You made a way when there was no way. I've seen you move the mountains, and I believe you're going to do it again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. And those words are very powerful. I love that song, and, and when you sing that song, hopefully Jerry plays it next week, when you sing that song, <laughs> don't just don't just like sing the words. Yes, it has a nice beat and everything, but really like sing the song from your heart to God. Like see the meaning of the words, what he's saying. Yeah. I've seen you move the mountains. Think of a time that you were struggling with something and you gave it to God and how he took that mountain and just moved it for you. Yeah. And whatever you're going through now, just know that he's, just, he's faithful. Just stay focused on Lord, and he's going to move that mountain again. Don't have any doubt. Just It's, it's already done. Just walk in that faith, and he's going to make moves. Mm. So I called my dad. I was like, I'm going to go to the post office, send him the mail, send him the money. I called him to make sure he was going to be home that week. And he goes, I just received $200 in the mail. And I'm like, praise God. So I put the music on again. I just started <laughs> worshiping God. It's not going to last him long. And um, this is the problem with my dad. Whether I give him money or food, 
anyone that's around him that says, I need money for this, or a bill, or, or can you, I don't have any groceries. My dad, even though he has nothing, he's going to give it all away. And I understand he has a giving heart just like I do, but you have nothing. You need, to, like, you need to work on yourself right now. Stop giving everything away. I promise you that if you stop doing this, I will make sure there's food in your house every single day. I will make it happen. I had no idea how I was going to do that, but I knew it was going to happen. Like, I just had faith in God. And God put this lady in my head um, who lives in that same town who I haven't spoken to for years. I'm like, I don't have her number. I haven't spoken to her. And um, I went through all my old phones. I found her number, and I called her. I texted her, actually. Told her who I was, and I said, um, I need a favor. And she goes, anything you need, I got it. So I called her, and I just started crying and just praising God. We started praising God together. She's a Christian, by the way. God put a Christian woman, an older lady, in my head. And I told her, I'm going to make, um, I'm going to order food for my dad. Are you able to pick it up and just drop it off? That's all I need. And that, that's it. It's my, my prayer was answered. My dad took away those leeches from his life that were just sucking the life out of him. And I'm just going to make sure that he has whatever money and food that he needs. So that load of stress is just off my shoulders. And I'm going to forever thank God for that. There's four things I want to share. That was the first thing. <laughs> One. Oh, wait, well, what I want to say about my dad, um, if you ever have a conversation with my dad um, about Christ, about God, about church, you're going to want to just walk away. He has a very hard heart. He's, like, against all this. You'll get upset. You will get angry, and you'll just feel like there's no hope. And I just know that I love my God so, so much. I love my dad so much, and I think he's calling me. I'm going to be the one to unite them both together. Yes. Get my dad to love the Lord. Yes. I'm not going to give up on that. Um, now, going into my next topic, it has to do with anger. Um, I actually saw a movie, and the wife asked the husband, how do you do it? And he says, it only takes a second to forgive and let go, and it could take up to a lifetime to hold a grudge. And during this fast, I'm just not fasting from food or, or whatever I'm, else I'm fasting from, but I also kept asking God to help me as a person, like, like even at work, like driving to work, just believe I'm like praying for a long time to just help me throughout the day I don't I don't want to get angry let me be you know just think before I speak and just I want to react like a godly person I want to act I'm sorry like a like a godly person and I kept praying on this and the devil just keeps trying every day new things literally while I was reading the Bible um my son was around me doing something saying something that was really getting me upset and I'm like no like, instead of reacting how he knows, he wants to get me upset. He's doing it on purpose. So instead of acting like I normally would, I literally just, like, took a deep breath and just let it pass. I was over it. And it was that easy. We have the power in us to just, like, let all this go. There's, there's no reason. God wants us to live in our freedom that he gives us and the happiness and just, just to live in peace. And now that I practice that, I keep doing it, and, and just, it just gets easier. third thing. Um, I had a dream. I had a dream, and it was actually our church, um, which reminds me, it wasn't in this building, so I knew there's big things coming for this church. I can imagine it. I already, I saw it in my dream. So the leaders of the church were there. I remember um, my husband was there with the youth, and the youth had beautiful paintings and drawings on the wall. Joanna was there with the ladies. 
Um, so Joanna had a sheet of all the ladies' names written down, and uh, written next to them was a sentence of, of something that they each needed. I don't know if that was her writing it or if that was something from God. Lori's name was first. I won't mention what it was. And then my name, I battled whether I wanted to share this with you guys because I believe it's between me and God, but you never know what you say can help someone else here. And it's so simple. All it said was, <laughs> your name will be deleted from this list if you do not read the first um, chapter of every book in the Bible. I'm like, okay, all right. I don't read. I don't read. I worship. I sing. I, I pray all the time. I feel like I'm very close to him, but I just can't get myself to read. So uh, I was doing a devotionals. I'm doing the, 20, the Daniel fast, and um, I read a little bit, and then I stopped. I put it down, and I'm like, Father, just reveal to me whatever, whatever message you want to give to me. Just, just speak to me. And I'm reading, and then that part with Joanna and that list, whatever what was written under my name kept coming up. And I'm reading, and it came up two more times. And I'm like, all right, this is what I got to do. I don't know why, but I'm going to start doing this. And since that day, it's, that, that was only a week ago, um, every single day I was just devoted. And I just, and now I, I have this love, and I just want to keep picking up the Bible. And I honestly, like, I love reading it. I literally just read the first chapter. But I would start, I'm like, oh, I got to go back and read what, what happens in that one. And I, now I have my little favorite one so far. I can see myself finishing the entire Bible. Like, I love it now. And I understand why God did this, because I was so stubborn to reading. I love to read. Why don't I like reading the Bible? Now I do. <laughs> um, last weekend, my husband was preaching at a different church um, in um, Bridgeport. And... Uh, on our way there, as we were there, like it was very spirit-felt. We were in the presence of the Lord. And I know that church, the, the, crew, the congregation, does their own fast, not like us, not like the Daniel fast. They're more lenient, but we were really, like, doing it. And it's funny, because they were happy all seeing each other. They're all laughing and loud. And we're just quietly sitting in the presence of the Lord, happy for our own reasons. Like, like I love being in the spirit. And... Um, Someone came in, none of us knew who this person was, and I don't know if my husband felt it, but as soon as the guy walked in, I just felt like the atmosphere changed, like it just got ugly, like he brought up either a weird spirit or he just brushed it off, like just, it left me, and I was like, man, and he's about to start, and I know he had, a, before the guy got there, my husband had went in for prayer before he started his sermon, so I was like, babe, you want to go pray before you start? And he goes, I already prayed, didn't you see me? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. So then not even a second later, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go pray again. At that moment, God tells me, like, like go pray with your husband. Twice he told me, and I didn't do it. I was like, I didn't want to take it. If I'm out of the spirit now, I don't want to take him out of that. I, just, I want him to be ready. I don't want to interfere. And then worship started, which was amazing. His word was fire, like it was, it was great. His preaching touched, it was very spirit-filled. And um, at the end, he calls for altar call. He calls for prayer. And he has a line lined up to pray for people. And the song comes on. I'm like, man, I love this song. So I just get up, close my eyes, my hands are up, and I start singing a song, start praying. And I feel someone touch my hand. I feel someone hold my hand, like pulling it. So I open my eyes, and then I have my own line forming for prayers. I'm like, man. I'm like, this is not my thing. This is his thing. That's what I was thinking. 
joking. I didn't say that. And I remember we used to go to that church before this church, and um, there was a, a guy in the, in the audience, in the congregation. He was a pastor, Bishop Ron. And I know that they used to call him to, like, help out with prayers for people. He would pray, he would pray. So I look at him, and I'm like, hey. And he goes, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? How does he say no to me? So the lady's telling me everything, everything she wants me to pray for. So I'm, like, feeling my anxiety starting, and I'm like, hey. And he goes, he didn't say it. He just went like this. And I, it's like I clearly heard him say, he was far away, clearly heard him say, this is all you. I'm like, man, I got to be obedient to God. So right there, I just grabbed their hands, closed my eyes, and started praying, and it just poured out, and it was just coming and coming, and it was powerful. The next person, the next person, and I, I, nobody understood what I was going through at that moment, how hard it was for me to, like, pray in public, to pray for someone else. Like, I, I don't do that. I pray to myself. I mean, to God, like, by myself. And it was an amazing um, experience for me. So... I just wanted to say, like, when the guy walked in, the first thought that I felt was the devil was a liar. I didn't say it to my husband until afterward. Um, we're driving in the car, and he goes, and he goes, babe, um, when you asked me to go pray again, I, I felt God tell me, like, I heard God tell me, go have your wife pray over you. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's insane. Like, that's what I went through. That's what I felt God was telling me, and you know what's crazy? Like, Whatever God wants to have happen will happen. He redirected that whole situation so that <laughs> so that I can pray, so I can pray for someone, so I can pray in public, so I can pray out loud. He wanted me to pray for him, someone that I live with, someone that I'm close to, and I ended up praying for all these other people. And and it's just it's just amazing what God does. So yes, the devil is a liar. <laughs> um, I so I just wrote a couple of things here. Ask. Ask um, God for whatever you need. Just seek him, and he will be there for you. He will provide. Just be obedient and be patient, and just, just love him like he does, like he wants you to love everyone else. Um, there's a verse. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So some people might think fasting was hard or giving up anything, but you're not doing it for anyone else, your spouse, or you're doing it. You're doing it. Do it for the Lord, and it just you just see it in a different light, like no matter your, whatever you're going through. And then um, don't let nothing come between you glorifying God. Don't give in to the enemy. I can recall maybe the last time I was here two weeks ago, I was like a little upset with my husband. And I, I, I wanted to worship the mute, uh, some, sing to God, the songs that was happening. And I was like, babe, I can't really worship him when you're next to me because I'm angry at you. I'm not doing that anymore. Like, God is worth it. You're not, you're here for God. Like, you just got to let that go. And that's something that I'm, that I'm growing with right now. Like, I know I'm pretty sure others have gone through that too. And no, oh, that's, that's a no, no. You're here for the Lord. You're going to do it for him. Just continue to walk in faith, pray on everything, be patient and wait for him to respond. And when he does, just, just walk by faith 100% because you know, when you ask God for something and you hear him give you the answer, I don't care how long it takes, you know whatever obstacles comes in the way, he's going to provide, he's going to make it happen, it's going to be done. Like if you ask him for something and he shows you that that's what he wants you to do, it doesn't matter what happens, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to light. Yeah. You know he's got your back. <laughs> Doesn't that just feel good hearing that, right? That was really good. Thank you for sharing that, Eileen.
I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. I was excited when she texted me during the week. Because I remember last time she shared, and I was like, man, that was pretty powerful. And she texted me this past week. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> it was good. Thank you. And, uh, and also before we go, too, I think it's important that if you want some prayer for something, I want her to pray for you. All right? Yeah. 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 I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to embarrass her or, like, you know, make it weird for her. I'm just saying, like, there are just are some moments in time that you just have to recognize if the Spirit's doing something on somebody's life. There's just, you need grace at that moment in time. You have to take advantage. You just have to. Got to learn how to seize the moment. So, uh, yeah, you want prayer for something? She'll pray for you, all right, before you go. So make sure you find her, okay? Um, so somebody else wanted to share something? Uh, Leanne did, right? You wanted to share something, right? Do you still want to? Okay. So bear with me. I kind of have no voice, but... My fast started in December. I didn't really know what God was doing in my life. Um, my biggest thing I started praying about was quitting smoking. It was something that I felt like was stumbling in my life. And I really, really, watching my five-year-old ask me not to go outside and smoke really started, started really hurting. So in December, a week before Christmas, um, I got a phone call something I've been praying about for a long time, my way out of my, my current job. I came home from the phone call, and I, it was snowing, and I looked up, and the light was hitting it, and I, I felt God literally hitting me. And I said, Lord, if this is your way out, I will take whatever you have for me. That week I went for my interview, and I said, I'm going in, God, whatever you want me to do. I came home. I didn't hear anything. But I just kept in faith going, Lord, today I'm taking a step going, physically taking a step. I don't believe in my natural eyes what's going on, but I have to believe that you're going to take me out of my situation. Not many of you know a lot of stuff that has gone on in my life in the last year. Um, is this being recorded? Two years ago, I was becoming very verbally abusive, and I, I was getting verbally abused by um, relatives, to the point where I wanted to kill myself. I couldn't get up anymore. I wasn't happy. I was very depressed. Only a few people know what I was going through and facing. If it wasn't for my friendship with Tabitha, I really don't know where I would be today. I asked the Lord one day, I said, either you take me from this or I'm going to kill myself. Like, I, I cannot do this ever. I can't. And the Lord opened up two years in a row an opportunity for me and my son, two years straight, to live on our own. This year is the first year I can say that I am walking out my freedom, my happiness, my joy in my own place with my son 
My bills are paid on time. Food is on my table. The things that I worried about the most. The Lord really has been showing me in the last couple of weeks since this fast what he took me from. The things that people were naysayers in my life. Um, the verbal abuse, the negative talk in my life that was going on. I didn't realize how much it affected my life and who I was. I wasn't confident. I started going after prayer in a different attitude this year, claiming things for my household, claiming things for my life. Lord, who did I tell? Where is she? Last Sunday, we had a conversation, and in my head, the things started coming into fruition for me. I was speaking life over her last Sunday, realizing I was speaking life to myself. Literally, you know, we face things, and we don't understand why we're going through them. And I told her, physically, if you're not feeling it, to get up and physically take a step and say, Lord, today I'm taking a step forward. Because we don't know what today or yesterday holds for us. You don't know what I'm facing. I don't know what you're facing. Satan has such a stronghold in our life. And I didn't realize the strongholds that were holding me back from walking out in faith, saying, Lord, today I have to believe. I was a pastor years ago, and I walked away from that life because I didn't know how to deal with certain things. Today I'm walking out wanting to, for once in my life, wanting to speak life into people again. I want to be in people's life and be able to help them. Literally taking a step the other day in my house going, Lord, I may not feel it. And I texted it, said, I may not feel you today. Physically, I may not feel your presence in my home or in my heart, but physically, Lord, I'm taking a step knowing that I believe that you are, you ordained my footsteps, you ordained my life, you ordained every part of my life. And as much as Satan wanted to destroy that years ago, Lord reminded me this week, when I was a kid, someone spoke words of death over me and said, you will never amount to anything. I was laying on the couch, and this fast, I didn't fast food because I had sugar issues, but I fasted TV and certain things, and I just literally listened to worship music the whole time. And Saturday I had... I get very bad anxiety when I see my family. I don't know why, but all the, all the stuff that has happened in the past couple of years, I get very bad anxiety, and I would go out and smoke like six cigarettes before I would go see my family. I'm a month this week, no cigarette. My neighbor even said something to me this week when we went out to dinner to celebrate my promotion. She said, I said, you know, have you noticed a difference? And she said, yeah, I have. I said, I didn't, I saw my family this week and I didn't have one anxiety attack. I didn't, I didn't go outside and smoke. That was my way of, of dealing with the pressure of her look, my parents looking at me in a different light because I was different. I'm not different. I'm spiritually different than a lot of people. And that's okay. And I had to really realize that. But I'm not going to let the strongholds that were holding me back and people looking at me as different in their light because I know what the Lord has done in my life. And so when I went there, I was in a great mood that morning. The Lord really showed me a lot of things. 
And I remember those words as I was laying on the couch and Logan was home. We didn't have TV on. He was playing with his toys and I was just listening to worship. And this song came on. I don't even remember what song it was, but I was literally in the presence of the Lord. And the words rang in my head and it said, you will never amount to anything. And then the Lord said, but look at where I brought you. Because when I was a kid, someone spoke life over me, or death over me, excuse me. I'm speaking my own life over my own situation. I'm not, I'm not going to lay in bed and be depressed over the things that I'm facing. I'm not going to sit there and dwell over things when I'm, I can't control what happens in my life anymore. And only the Lord can know that. And so when I went there, I went thinking different. I'm not going to let you... I'm not going to let you have that stronghold over my life anymore. Two, two months ago, I went to a service in another church, and it didn't make sense until this week. The sermon, the sermon the pastor spoke on was abuse. And for a long time, this is the first time I've sat up in front of you talking. For a long time, I, I faced the things that my parents did to me, what other people did to me and hurt me. This sermon, I didn't realize what it did to me. I walked out with so much freedom, and I didn't understand why I didn't realize it until this week when I was thinking about it. I no longer am held back to the things that was, and I'm walking out the freedom that the Lord has for me now in my life. And being a better mom and a better person and a better friend, like 2018 has... It's only January, and I really feel like, <laughs> like there's so much freedom. And watching everyone in our walks this morning is just so beautiful. We're, we all face things in a different way. And looking at everyone's you know, Bible app, and we're all reading the Bible along each other lately, has been such a blessing for me going, you know, we may all be suffer things together as a church family, but this church family, in your own way, has really touched me. You guys really have been there in my weakest moments of life when I really wanted to give up on things. This has been truly a blessing of a year so far, and I can't wait to see what else happens. And You know, some of those things that people say, you know, in life, we're not going to get to our First Timothy passage today, um, but, uh, but uh, part of what's in there, it says, Paul says to Timothy, hey, remember the words that were prophesied over you, you know, and, and, uh, and basically hold on to those, and then he kind of tells them some things to do after that, you know. Um, certainly, the spoken word, like, prophetically from the Spirit is very powerful, and it changes things. Um, on the other end, there are words of death, Absolutely that the enemy wants to speak and wants to have implanted in our minds and that wants to follow us around through life. And I don't quite know how it works out in the spiritual, um, but it happens. And it takes people down and somehow it just builds up like in their minds and in their hearts and it's just like they can't quite get a breakthrough and see value and see purpose and see destiny until something supernaturally just like breaks that. 
so it's, it's very significant that, um, you know, she shared a little bit about abuse when she was younger and some other things that were also said. So you can kind of see from the very beginning, you know, it's just a start of accusations and a start of attack. And I love how, you know, the Holy Spirit says, well, maybe, but I got a way to get it out. I just love it. I just love it. Um, so, Rick, you want to share a few, a few, a few words? Because <laughs> we got to take communion, and then I got to go to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go to Orange. Okay, so. All right, watch out! No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a few, uh, a few years ago, I had a vision, and the vision's coming to fruition now. And I, and I, I see it, I see it, and I'm so humbled by the testimonies that we saw today. I, it's unbelievable. In this vision, you know, it was the pastor, and it was a group of us, it was me. The, the pastor, he had a rake. I had the iron rake. Um, somebody else had, you know, a shovel. And there was a hole, and there was a pick. And, uh, and we're all standing around, and we're gardening. And we're digging, and we're digging up and cultivating the ground. And there was a fence, you know, all around. And uh, anyhow, I turned around and I said to the pastor, I said, Pastor, uh, to have your uh, break. And just then, everybody disappeared, but I was standing in the middle of this ground and all the tools were around me. And just then, I looked up and I heard a voice and it says, uh, you know, Rick, and I recognize the voice. I told you who it is, but I recognize the voice. And I said, where are you? I don't know where I'm at. So I stepped out of the tools, and I kept on walking to the street. And he says, Rick, where are you? And I said, where are you? I don't know where I'm at. And then I kept on walking closer to the tree, and the thing kept on saying, you know, I, you know, the voice kept on saying, it was a woman's voice, you know, Rick. And I said, where are you? I don't know where I'm at. I said, well, you're up in the tree. And I said, well, come on down, I'll help you. I cannot come down, you know. So I said, I'll come up. And the Spirit of the Lord picked me up. And just when I got even with the lady in this big tree, he wished me away and says, I plan to take you much, much farther in this. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because it's coming here. This is where the ground is being dug up. This is where the cultivating is going on. These were the tools. This is the cultivation, you know. This is going to be... A marvelous, marvelous time. Uh, last uh, Sunday was my birthday, and uh, I went to work, and I and I came home, and my wife had the flu. I mean, she uh, she just, I mean, you could see her whole, you know, you know, her whole left side, no, her whole right side was, you know, just swollen, and her tonsils were all swollen, and she goes, oh, I got a migraine, I got a migraine. Well, I reminded her a couple years ago that. The Lord healed her from migraines. She doesn't get migraines anymore. And uh, so I prayed over her. I prayed over her. There was nothing there. You know, she thanked me, of course. You know, just like she did when the Lord delivered from her migraines. But when the Lord didn't, she thanked me. But when the Lord did, oh, the medicine kicked in and she just didn't recognize it. But that's all right. You know, she's getting it. So anyhow, uh, I took a shower and I had a, I put my clothes on. <laughs> and I... And this is Sunday, <laughs> so I took a shower, and just then I, I felt the—I I heard a wind. I, and I felt the spirit of the Lord, and of course I'm you know, 
freaking out first. I'm like, Lord, I'm here. I hear. I hear you, Lord. Oh yeah. What do you want me to do? I'm like all excited and everything. I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, you know. And then I was saying, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. You know, okay. Let me get quiet. Okay, okay. All right. And, when that, and his presence was just glorious. And, and uh, I'm there. And I'm like, okay, Lord. What is it? What is it? What is it? You know, you have to say to me. What is it? And uh, there was nothing. Then all of a sudden, it stirred my heart. I said, Lord, heal my wife. All of a sudden, I hear, oh, right downstairs. Oh, she was healed again, just like in the migraine, you know. But this is medicine. This time, she took a little nose drop, and, and that healed her. She, so she doesn't get it, but I asked for the wrong thing. I should have asked that she be made whole, because then she would, her mind, her body, and soul would all recognize that she would have worshipped the Lord God. And so I, I was sharing all this with the, the brothers. And we were talking about Jack, and, you know, who's uh, the father-in-law that, that passed away. And we were, you know, we were talking and sharing our hearts, and I shared this, uh, this with them. And, and I told them, I said, you know, I blew it. I mean, I mean you know, like the brother over here, uh, Brother Keith, is like, you know, oh, it's a whole pile of gold. You know, it's just great. You know, and I grabbed this one little nugget, and I'm like, Lord, 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 what is it? What is it? And so all day yesterday, you know, and I, and I haven't ate food since, you know, uh, Thursday. And so I'm trying to really, really just clean myself out and, and, and go to the Lord. Okay. And I saw, and I told the pastor, I saw this big, big, big sheet, this big sheet here. And I said, boy, there's going to be all kinds of items on that sheet. You know, and I'm like, okay. So all day yesterday I'm playing, Lord, what should I have asked for? What should I have asked for? What? I mean, I mean, what is it, Lord? What is it? I didn't even ask for Jackson. The only thing that came to my heart was my Lord, I mean, with my wife. So what is it, Lord? What is it? And I expected to write a whole, whole, whole bunch of things down. Unified hearts in Christ. That's it. That's all I got. Unified hearts in Christ. Hallelujah. Unified hearts in Christ. Unified hearts in Christ. I mean, unified hearts in Christ. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? We're going to take this world by storm. You know, I'm going to share one other testimony. I only showed, I only talked to Brother Keith about this, and that was an accident. I didn't really didn't mean to. I really didn't mean. I just, you know. But one time we were camping, and I and I happened to say, you know, the first time Pastor and I prayed together, we walked out. I said, Pastor, look at the church steeple, and he goes, Oh, I see it. There was an aura all around the church steeple. It was beautiful. It was magnificent. We both saw it, and I we, I never understood what that was about until this fast. Unified hearts in Christ. That's what it was about. We shared our hearts. It was just the two of us that, that night. You know, I, I broke down with a, a horrible testimony. I don't have the best testimony in the world. You know, and, and I just shared my heart with them. And we pray. We pray together. And that light is coming. And what this whirlwind I heard, uh, I mean, I felt, I heard, it was all around me, you know, last Sunday, and someday it's going to be here, and we're going to be unified. We'll have unified hearts in Christ. You know, come to these prayers. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And be ready. Be ready for it, brothers and sisters. Be ready. You know, we're going to take this this neighborhood back from the devil. You know, there's going to be a light here that shines bright because we are cultivating the grounds. We are rooting out. We are surrendering our lives to God. You know, and that's all He wants. He just wants us to surrender our lives to God. You know, we had beautiful testimony that was so solemn and so humbling today. You know, beautiful. And more and more and more and more is about to come. 
people are, you know, I'm telling you, surrender. Surrender. Just let it go. And, then, and watch what the glory of God is going to do. And that's what he showed me. That's what he showed me. That's what I got out of that whirlwind. I thought it was just for myself. But no, it's for us. Unified hearts in Christ. That's what's coming. Um, I, I will tell you this too. Um, before we even planted the church, uh, seven years ago, we. Um, I'm going to grab this thing and pass these elements out. Just hold on to them, okay? There you go. Thanks. <clears throat> it's always been uh, our prayer, and we've always prayed. Um, for the Holy Spirit, uh, it's a supernatural just touch and invade people's lives. Just do it. Holy Spirit, just invade, touch, come in dreams, come in visions, come through other people, come through reading the Bible, come through worship music, just whatever it is, Lord. Paul said a very interesting thing. Uh, he said that um, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but a matter of power. Very interesting. And so sometimes we just talk a lot. You know, just talk a lot. Talk, 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 talk. And um, the thing that separates the gospel from all the talking is just the power that he brings. And it comes in a variety of ways and a variety of circumstances. And you can't put God in a box. You can't make a formula out of it. He loves his people. He's telling us to pray. His kingdom come. His will be done. And he wouldn't tell us to pray unless he had plans to do it. looking to do it, and he's looking to do it through us, and so um, I continue to pray, Father, invade, and I'll just pray for people by name in our church family, and it just happens, I say, just invade Tabitha's house, blast those girls, blast her, you know, the next day there'll be somebody else, there'll be somebody else the next day, and we just continue on this track, say, Holy Spirit, just connect and grab a hold of people's hearts and lives in ways that they never thought would be possible. And I don't say that and share that with you to say, listen, I just want to focus on getting supernatural experiences with God. Because that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that there is a God who loves us. And at times, there's just an experience that follows. And it's something beautiful and amazing and accomplishes glory and fruit for the king. And that I absolutely want to be a part of. You hear what I'm saying? So experiences happen. They come and go. And that's why it's so important for us as Christian believers to have our hearts tied to him whether there's experiences or not. To trust by faith in Jesus Christ what God says and follow him in relationship. And when the experience comes, the experience comes, praise God, hallelujah, gets all the glory. And when they don't come, we're not all jacked up and we need therapy now because we haven't had an experience in a while. You understand what I'm saying? And one thing that's like really exciting though is our Wednesday night prayer meeting that Rick alluded to, Wednesday nights to me are just critically important. I feel like the Lord fell in my heart like four years ago. He said, hey, listen, you better put prayer and teaching on the same level because if you don't, that's not what I'm doing. I was like, ah, fuck, okay. <laughs> what do you say to that? You say, okay. 
And, um, you know, they fast forward four years, and so prayer meetings have been amazing and tremendously different than they had been the previous years. And even this past Wednesday, there's like 15, 16 people, and it's just seeking the Lord's heart, and it's just hunger, hunger, interceding, supplication. Um, it's just good. It's just all good. So, um, so don't be surprised, and don't minimize. If the Spirit speaks to you in a dream or in a vision, or you're sitting at work, or you're driving in your car, and something weird happens to you, God is weird. <laughs> Heaven's going to be weird. And we're not trying to chase weirdness. I'm just saying, don't be like caught off guard when it happens to you. It's not a great thing to act like it doesn't exist. It's equally as bad if it happens and you absolutely just play it down to suppress it. Okay. <clears throat> Let's take these elements together. So, Father, we thank you for, blood, for your blood for the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And that's what you said, Jesus. This is new blood, new covenant, poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins. We receive that. We thank you for it, Father. We recognize that as we take this together, we are saying that we're joined together with you, that you're Lord of our lives, and that we trust you, Father. So I thank you for this new covenant where we can be in relationship with you. We have sonship. We have daughtership. Teach us more about what that means, Father. The goal is not just to be a son or daughter, Lord. There's things that you want to just bring out of that, Father. It's a greater picture. I thank you that it's only possible because of Jesus, what you paid for for us. So we take it and drink. <clears throat> Father, we thank you that during this fast, that we, as we have heard, You've communicated to our hearts and to our minds that we don't just live on bread alone. We just don't. And I'm thankful that we don't. As amazing as food is, and I love it, all different types, Father. It's a gift that you've given us, Lord. It's incredible. But it still pales in comparison to the food that you feed us with, Lord. Teach us more about that. Release more of it, Father. We just thank you and we just praise you for what you're doing, Lord. Continue to bring forth your word out of our lives, Lord. And I pray that we would, like Leanne said, Lord, we would declare it and we'd speak it over our lives. We'd declare it, we'd speak it over our family. That we'd speak it over those who've hurt us, Lord. That come against us. That we gossip about that we haven't forgiven. I pray that your word would reign supreme, Lord. It's going to set us free. It's going to change situations. As it says in your word, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. Bring more of it into our lives, Lord. Teach us how to use it appropriately. So we take and we eat. So let's stand. We're going to pray together.
So I'm going to read this passage with you that we never really studied, but I am going to read it with you. It says, Therefore I exhort you, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Everybody say all. All. Don't matter who it is. Everybody. Kings, all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men and women to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's his heart towards where we're about to enter when we leave this place. I hope it's in our heart too. We're not his favorite, even though we'd like to think so. (laughs) There is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified in due time for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm speaking the truth in Christ, and I'm not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would invade our hearts and our minds, Lord. How to pray for all people on all occasions, Lord. President Trump, the Senate, other nations, Lord. Father, I pray, God, that we would be guilty of seeing their hearts as you see it, Lord. We're not going to agree with all things, Lord, whatever. You're calling us to pray, Lord to intercede, Father, to deliver your heart, to cover our leaders, to cover our family members, Father. I pray that we'd step into our calling, Lord, and take it seriously, Father. The hope of this nation, of this town, Lord, it's not in government and it's not in politics. It's in Jesus Christ and the life-changing truth of the gospel. I pray that we live it, Lord. It'd be easy to see and be reflected in our lives, Father. So, Father, I just pray when we leave, Lord, give us a vision, Lord. You desire to call all people to yourself. We know lots of people, Lord. Some are close to you, some are far from you. Teach us, Lord. Show us how to deliver your heart of love. Use prophecy. Use words of knowledge. Use healings, Lord. Use encouragement. Use smiles. Use listening ears. Whatever it is, Father. Breathe life into it, Lord. Fill us with a heart, Lord, for your creation. So we love you, Father. We thank you. We're going to praise your name again later today for these, with these baptisms, Lord. New births, God, we just thank you. We just love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So make sure, if, if you want some prayer, make sure you find Eileen. I'm not kidding, okay?